everyone. I'm Margie Alanese, and this is Farm Her Talks, thoughtful conversations to connect and inspire the farm her in all of us. Along with our friends at Nationwide, we at Farm Her are on a journey to better understand the S word. Yes, we are digging into sustainability in what we hope is a whole new way. Sustainability carries a very different meaning and connotation to each of us, depending on who we are, what boots we wear on a daily basis, our backgrounds, our families, our businesses, you name it. So to continue the discussion about what sustainability means for you, me, and all of the people who produce and eat our food, we're going straight to the top. I'm going to talk about the S word with Dr. Jewel Brana. United States Deputy Secretary of Agriculture. Dr. Brana attained a broad list of accomplishments on the road to her current role at USDA that includes being the 16th Commissioner of the Virginia Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, the Virginia State Executive Director for USDA Farm Service Agency, the Dean of the College of Agriculture at Virginia State University, and time spent as a 4-H Extension Specialist. I am so excited to welcome Dr. Brana to Farm Her Talks. To start off today, I would love to hear a little bit about you. Did you grow up on a farm or what is your background in agriculture? Oh, uh, thank you. Delighted to be here. Uh, Really excited. You know, uh, I always tell people I'm from Petersburg, Virginia. That's about two hours and 20 minutes south of Washington, D.C. Not a lot of farms in Petersburg, Virginia. Uh, But I will say this, agriculture is in my family. Mostly my uncles uh, grew up in Southside, Virginia, producing tobacco. My dad's twin brother was big into owning forest land. And, uh, you know, he shared stories about a land that my my grandfather left him and my dad. And, you know, I didn't realize until after I had graduated from college that my my dad helped pay for my college with uh, forested from timber that he sold off of the land. You know, so it's it. I guess it's embedded in my roots for sure. Um, I come from a family very focused on education. Um, most folks in my family were either teachers or principals, um, and so for me, focusing in education was just naturally a part of my my heritage. But I mixed the two, the education and the agriculture, to to find myself where I am today, and uh, just absolutely delighted uh, to 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 have. Uh, these two opportunities meet and to be able to participate uh, in what's, you know, most important, you know, we all have to eat. Um, And so being able to do that while really focusing on other important things like our environment and our natural resources is a great opportunity for me here at USDA. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, your current role is Deputy Secretary of Agriculture at USDA. Um, can you tell me a little bit about your journey to get there? I know that you have done a lot of really great, interesting things, almost always connected to agriculture from, from what I can tell. So I'd love to hear a little bit about, about that journey. Absolutely. I, I started out as a high school teacher. I was a career technical educator, but it wasn't ag education back then. It, it was uh, marketing uh, and business. So, you know, wanted to be a college professor. That's what I always thought I would do. Went to school, became a college professor. Um, it wasn't until my father passed away that I was looking for a job back home in Petersburg because my, my mother was there. I'm an only child, it's just her. And there was Virginia State University and there was a job in 4-H youth development. Um, and, I'm, and I you know, found the job 
I'm like, all right. I looked it up. I'm like, this is working with youth. I've taught high school. I could do this. Landed the job as a 4-H extension specialist. Had no idea that that would kind of <clears throat> unlock all of my passions uh, for work in agriculture, work with rural communities. I just, I was like a natural fit uh, in terms of that extension work and, and just visiting with farmers and working with the youth and, and focusing on that important youth development aspect. But it was at Virginia State University that uh, I really understood the passion of many of our, our small scale farmers, underserved farmers. And I've realized that our farmers and ranchers and forest land owners are the original stewards of the land. That's where I actually learned that was at Virginia State University in terms of uh, their engagement in ensuring that our environment is protected and that we farm in a sustainable manner. And it wasn't even that popular back then, but it was popular at Virginia State. And I think that really started um, my understanding and passion about the notion of sustainability. But I became the dean there. Uh, I went on to have an opportunity to work for USDA for a short time period as the state executive director for the USDA Farm Service Agency. Um, learned a lot about big commodity agriculture when I worked at USDA and its contribution to you know the food we eat and to our environment as well and how important that is in feeding our population. And then as Virginia Agriculture Commissioner of uh, the Virginia Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services, got to really work with broad industries across the state of Virginia and learned about international trade. Um, and, and, and again, uh, working on uh, environmentally related issues like, you know, sustaining the Chesapeake Bay um, and, and meeting uh, the, the uh, TMDL goals there, the Chesapeake Bay that I was also immersed in, you know, how we were supporting our environment in terms of soil quality, water quality, and others. So that was kind of my path for getting to where I am today. Of course, I tell everyone, Deputy Secretary at USDA was not really on my radar. So when we talk about how fortunate I feel and how honored I am, I cannot tell you uh, what this position means to me in my career at this time. Well, I um, am so excited that you are in this position. It is incredibly important. Um, and I know that I'll just say for women, the women of Farm Her, at least I can speak for, we're, we're over here cheering about, about you having that role and being that voice there because it is extremely important. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about um, diversity and inclusion and, and how we all kind of help move that dial forward later. But First, I want to I want to dig into the sustainability a little bit more. So, we affectionately call it the S word here at Farm Her um, because it is a challenge. I think to all of us to understand what sustainability means because it it means something very different. I think to everybody. And and I heard you talk about how um, farmers and ranchers are the original stewards of the land. And and you are so right. Right. Uh, my grandpa was a farmer, and I can't think of someone who who cares more for the soil, right? And wants to pass that on to uh, generations to come and wants to do all of the right things and and are doing all those things. And I've met hundreds and hundreds of farmers around the country who uh, do small things um, every day, you know, to make sure that that they are being sustainable. But, but um, you know, when, when I hear the word sustainability and it's, it's all over the place in agriculture, it's all over the place in food right now, it just kind of makes me... Um, it makes me shut down a little bit because I don't know how to connect to it from my perspective sometimes. And you hear a lot of like 
uh, statements or words that I'm like, I don't really know how to how to break that down for myself. So what we decided to do here at Farm Her as we continue this discussion this year is to talk first about what sustainability means to like us as a human, as an individual, right? Um, and so, so my first question for you is, so you have a very important job and I am sure this is an all-consuming role. And so what does sustainability mean for you personally um, so that you can show up and, and be your best self every day in this in this very important role? Great, great question. Um, and I, I'm, I'm loving that we're having this discussion about the, the S word, right? Because <laughs> um, I've had to talk through these things with myself. So, you know, to me, sustainability means that we meet our own needs uh, without comprom- uh, compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. So I kind of reflect back to uh, when you get on an airplane and the flight attendant gives you the direction in case of emergency, please place your oxygen oxygen mask on your face first before assisting other passengers or something like that. Um, that oxygen mask that we need for ourselves is really important before we can help others. So for me, uh, sustainability personally means uh, exercising. My husband and I get up. I know it's an ungodly hour at 4.30 and we run together every morning. We've been doing this for years. Um, that's our investment in ourselves. trying to eat properly and get, and get sleep. We go to bed early. I cannot stay up all night. And my mother always taught me to stay out of the sun because she says it makes you old. <laughs> Thank <laughs> so, you, mom, for that. <laughs> <laughs> Those are things like that I have to practice every day to personally sustain myself for a job like this. And another rule I have is there's there's no nothing that's not peaceful in my house. If, if you're going to come and upset the peace of my home, you have to leave. I tell my kids that even my house is going to be peaceful because this is the only place I can come and I can, you know, I just kind of reinvigorate myself. But at the same time, I'm thinking about from the way we Kind of define sustainability. What are some things that we can do at home? I realized that I had to do an educational session with my own family on food waste, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a husband who reads the labels and on that date where it says it's no good after this date, he would throw stuff away. I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> like a <laughs> bag a of chips is still going to be okay, right? After That's that a, date. Yeah. It's a recommendation. I said, food will speak to you meats and fruits and vegetables and dairy will let you know when they are no longer good. You don't have to use a label dick. We were throwing away tons of food and I, and I've really kind of educated my family on how to be more sustainable in terms of, you know, how we conserve water. You know, we don't need to run the shower for 30 minutes. You can turn the water off while you're brushing your teeth and turn it back on. Those are things that uh, I'm doing at home to really educate my own family about how to be more sustainable and how to use common sense practices to protect our environment. And that's, you know, not even thinking about uh, all the many things that our farmers and ranchers and forest land owners do, but just how we each have a role, even in our own household, to really focus on protecting our environment. And young people, um, I have I have children, they they have ears for that. They're, they're really excited about doing that and they are, they're very willing, if not willing, to lead that effort right in the house. So that's been a great opportunity for me. Absolutely. And, you know, you're so right. It's And it's not so different from farmers and ranchers when you think about all of those little things. And, 
and we all do have a part to play in this. Ab- absolutely. So let's let's talk a little bit about sustainability and agriculture from your perspective. What would you say that means for the farmers and ranchers who are listening in on our program or for those who aren't, right? What does that mean uh, for those people here in the United States from the perspective of the role you play at USDA? Um, that's really important. And I'm, I'm just really proud of the commitment of USDA to work with our farmers and ranchers towards that sustainability piece, uh, towards creating a diverse agricultural food system uh, where the sustainability um, is, is of the system is judged by its success. And, and we're, we're advancing objectives. One, providing safe and nutritious food. Uh, we want our farmers to have decent incomes and, and wages and, and many of those working across our food system and conserving the natural resources uh, for future, current and future populations is really important. So, you know, we focus on um, things that are really important. Um, Soil health is big, you know, um, no-till practices, uh, rotational grazing, for example, um, how we can sequester carbon uh, and reduce greenhouse gas emissions across all sectors, whether it's it's animal agriculture, uh, plant agriculture, um, looking at every practice that farmers have in the tool belt that, that they already have been doing for years yeah. and how we can use our science and we can use resources to increase the participation in those activities. Everything that we do in ensuring that our work is sustainable uh, is volunteer and incentive-based because we understand farmers and, and ranchers value that. Um, they are willing to do this work. Uh, we don't have to force them to do this work. They're they're willing to do, and they have been doing right. this work. And that everything that we do in terms of resources is uh, farmer, rancher, and landowner led. And in addition, um, we want to make sure that we ensure that there's equity uh, in these programs um, that we support and make these investments available to everyone, including historically underserved uh, farmers and ranchers, small and medium size. We want everyone to be able to participate and prosper in the resources that we have at USDA to support those sustainable practices. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I've seen uh, a broad range of um, farmers as it relates to geography, as it relates to the size of the farm. I mean, some some days with Farm Her, I have um, been at an urban farm in Austin, Texas, and then that afternoon gone to a huge ranch, you know, a few hours away. And at the heart of it, those both of those producers have the same goals of, of sustainability, really, right? Like they're there to grow food and they're there to take care of the land that they have been um, entrusted with. They're there to grow safe food, you know, and they've got this kind of love of the land, regardless of, of how they're doing it. And I think it's been a unique perspective to be able to have with Farm Her, but, but an important one that um, everybody plays a role in, in this for sure. And, um, regardless of the size of producer, each and every one of those people matter greatly to our food system. Sometimes they're feeding their families, sometimes, you know, their neighbors, sometimes their small communities, uh, sometimes they're trying to feed the whole world, you know, and, yes. and each and every one of those matters so very much. I've, I've always been a big advocate. Um, if I go speak to a group of women, I uh, 
Before I ask anything else, I want to talk about if they are being counted on the agriculture census, uh, because it's such an important thing, right, for us all to be able to understand who plays what role and how. And and it's not always clear um, on farms, right? It's not just one person who does the work. And uh, so understanding that perspective is incredibly important, too, um, when it comes to to the different sizes of farms. Okay, so... Um, in the interest of time, I have a few other questions that I want to make sure that I ask. So you um, have shared in the past that you are particularly interested in engaging young farmers and ranchers to build that next generation of leaders. Talk about another incredibly uh, important piece of sustainability in agriculture, right? Because yes. we all need food. I, I, if if you're lucky to eat three meals a day, uh, like I am, then. Um, you understand that we all need food across this whole entire world. And there's a very small segment of the population that grows uh, that food or raises that livestock. And so um, sustaining agriculture in, in focusing on the future is incredibly important. And I've heard you talk about it before. So can you talk to me a little bit about your uh, passion and your interest in engaging youth to drive that importance? Oh, absolutely. And you can imagine me being a former high school teacher, <laughs> a former college professor. Uh, I, I just enjoy very much being around young people and young farmers are, are the future of agriculture. I mean, there's no way around it. Our average farmer is 58. My, it may be me even 59 years of age. Um, and so we have to invest in our young farmers as our future. And, you know, as we think about the current farmers getting older, you know, how do we prepare the next generation to take the reins? And, you know, I mentioned working as dean at the College of Agriculture at Virginia State, and, and, I, and I worked at Virginia Tech as well. I saw firsthand how USDA programs like 4-H Youth Development and FFA really helped connect uh, young people to opportunities in agriculture. And, and it really, those are programs that lead many to stay in the field after graduation. Um, when we think about how we're engaging uh, young people at USDA, we look at some of the core programs that are so important that we do in partnership with uh, our land grant institutions and our states. Agriculture in the classroom, uh, it's an agricultural liter literacy and awareness program, really talking about uh, or trying to build appreciation in the pre-K through 12 uh, grades to guide teachers and students. and you talk about something that was informative for me when I would look at that that ag in the classroom map of like, what are the main commodities in each state? When I was an agriculture commissioner, I actually got one of those. So I knew exactly where the commodities in Virginia were produced. So what a powerful learning tool out there to really start that appreciation of agriculture at a very, very young age. Yeah. At USDA, the Future Scientist Program, um, that really in, engages communities and schools with that inquiry-based type of activity uh, with USDA researchers uh, at the Agricultural Research Station. Ag Discovery, that's something um, that we hosted at, at Virginia State. It's a, it's a residential program, two to four weeks during the summer to really help middle and high school students explore careers. And, you know, we've invested $38 million in the beginning farmer and rancher development program, just specifically to offer education, training and outreach and mentoring to our next generation of farmers. So we will continue that important work to try to provide the tools, the guidance and the resources uh, to really get young people invested and to keep agriculture alive and well for uh, decades to come. Yeah. 
all all of those types of programs are are so incredibly important. Um, and you know, a a real world example. So my son um, actually came home from school not too long ago and said, "Mom, we're talking about careers or different parts of of." the world, you know, and he said, nobody knew what the word agriculture meant except for me. And he's in fourth grade and we live, it's not a big community. We're on, we're um, a suburb of Des Moines, Iowa. And um, at one point, not too long ago, there was a lot more agriculture in our school, right? Connected to it. And so I was like, oh my goodness. But then um, I've also gone to a program with my daughter where there is ag in the classroom and she still uses the quote, there's more pigs than there is people in Iowa. And I always think that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Like those things stick with us. Right. And so, you know, even if, if we can't, you know, change somebody's mind completely or help them uh, immerse themselves in agriculture, there's so many little parts and pieces along, along all of these that are so important that leave a lasting impression with people. And, and that education is so very important. Um, it, it is. And I just wanted to reflect back to when when I was when I was a dean um, and I would have to promote uh, the college. You know, we're trying to recruit f- future students. I couldn't use the word agriculture because it would talk about that glaze over the young students uh, that I would talk to. They they were like, I don't want to be a farmer. Right. Right. So I had to educate them about one, the importance of, of production agriculture and producing enough food for everyone. And I'm like, you know, including the cotton that's used in the blue jeans that you're wearing today is part of agriculture. And I would have to talk about the science, technology, engineering, and math components and all the opportunities that you have between planting the seed in the ground to preparing the food that's on the table and everything in between is really what agriculture is all about. And there's an opportunity at either end or in between for you that that is is focused on science, it's focused on ingenuity, innovation, um, all of those things that are important, communications, marketing, everything you can think of is part of agriculture. And that's that's really important to helping raise that awareness and provide that that correct information to make them go, hey, this is something that I might want to do at some point in my life. Yeah. It, it is eye-opening for people when they start to understand that. And, and there are so many things, right, across the the agriculture and food value chain. It's just um, amazing. Okay, so I'm going to ask one more quick question. Yes. Uh, so I, I heard you speak at a women in agribusiness event last fall, and I, I write down a lot of notes when I hear people speak, um, especially when I want to remember what they're saying, because uh, there's so many things every day, right, that I have to take notes. And so um, the the quote that I heard you say was, be the person who can land in the seat and drive the ship. And when when I look at your um, career accomplishments and, and the seat that you've landed in, um, I would love to hear your take on that for our audience just very briefly. You know, and I don't even remember making that. <laughs> that tells you how much how much I'm speaking I've been doing. <laughs> but that that's something. Yeah, that's something I would say. Um, you know, I say that to think about how preparation meets opportunity, right? So for me, um, I kept my head down and I worked hard. Um, I always tell people especially especially younger people, your character is very important, right? We don't all make perfect decisions, 
But we have to think about what we're doing with, when people are not looking, when no one is looking. Are you doing the right thing? That's really important. I, I always wanted to serve people honestly and outright. And I also uh, went after opportunities without fear. I can do it. I'm not less than. Um, I'm not. I'm not an imposter. You know, no one's going to discover me and say, "Hey, you know, how'd she? How'd she get in that seat?" But I also have been given opportunities, and I have had great mentors. Uh, I, I think about um, Mrs. Yvette Robinson, who who you know got me hired as, as at Virginia State for my first job. You know, in the College of Agriculture. Um, Secretary of Ag and Forestry in, in Virginia, Bettina Ring. She is just an incredible, she's a, a quiet leader, but the, one of the most impactful leaders I've ever seen. She, she, you know, helped me with an opportunity at the Virginia Department of Agriculture. Secretary Vilsack at USDA, we, we need those people to help us along. But, but you have to get prepared and then you can land in that seat to make change. So now I'm in the seat where I can help drive the ship. So I've prepared, I've taken advantage of opportunities, I've had mentors, uh, I've worked really hard, uh, but now I can really affect change. And we, it doesn't have to be at the deputy secretary's level. It could be at any level where you have some influence, be that person who is ready to take that seat and make those positive changes because you never know the exact moment when that opportunity is gonna come along and you wanna make sure that you are ready to take full advantage of it and make all the important changes that we know we need to make in, in this world, especially this world today. So those are my thoughts when I think about um, that statement and when I made it, you know, that's what I really meant in terms of, of the advice um, along with that quote. Well, as I, I said before, I'm so happy that you have had that intentionality and that you have landed in the seat that you are in. And um, it is a blessing for all of us who uh, can look up to that. So thank you so much, Dr. Brunoff, for your time today. It has been a wonderful conversation and I very much appreciate it. Thank you for having me and you continue the great work that you're doing as well. And I really appreciate being a part of the discussion. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that conversation. Uh, from the moment I learned about Dr. Brunoff and her position as Deputy Secretary, and uh, heard about all of the things that she has very intentionally focused on in building her career. Um, I, I am so happy that she is in the seat that she is in. And I think from a standpoint of diversity, from a standpoint of inclusion, from a standpoint of diversity of thought, and making sure that we have the right voices at the table to um, help us continue to be sustainable in agriculture. It is so incredibly important. And so I, I hope you all enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. You can head over to our website at www.farmher.com to find out more about our conversations around sustainability. Uh, check out our merchandise, listen to any of the prior podcasts, check out some of our videos and meet some of the amazing women who have been a part of our Farm Her journey. So again, www.farmher.com. And thank you so much for joining us on this Everybody Eats episode of Farm Her Talks. Mm -hmm.